Welcome to the Heaven's Devils podcast, a forest green rovers podcast by two Americans who don't know what they're talking about. My name is Nathan. This is Sean. Heaven's Devils podcast. Venny, Vidi, Louis Thomas. What a night in Prentford. Let's go! What a night. Oh, what a night, Shimmy. We're going to talk about that, Shimmy. Play your role, put it in your back pocket before they drop sheets. I'm going to drop knowledge. How are you feeling, Shimmy? Man, so good, so good. You know, I was I was a little disappointed yesterday because we had no access to a visual stream. We just had uh, the venerable Billy Hunt and Ash Loveridge uh, with their BBC yes, radio coverage. Yeah, they killed it. They did such a great job. As so, you know, everyone on the FGR team, whether it's our, our broadcasters, you know, our our supporters, the coaching staff, the boys on the pitch, everybody showed out yesterday. So it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, that first half, what a blast. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you're right, man. Like, what a night to remember. I mean, like you said, the, the players played outstanding. Rob Edwards' courage to press and not back down to a Premier League team. Yes. So impressive. The fans were just amazing. So loud. We could hear them the whole the whole match. Uh, just singing, dancing, jumping around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hilarious. Billy, Billy Ash, or Billy Ash, Billy yeah. Hunt and Ash Loveridge, <laughs> man. Phenomenal. Phenomenal on the Absolutely. call. Connor was holding it down on social media. Lori Martin just killing it on the sideline with yeah, the sideline yeah. reporting as he always does. Can't Cam was vlogging. Yeah, I had to and, revisit and the vlog today, man. Cam and his his friend Thomas. They it's like they took us there, yeah. man. They were they were like our avatars for the day. Just having so much fun. Oh, I, and, yeah. I love it. I haven't seen it yet. I'm excited to watch it. I'll watch it after this. But shout out to Cam. Uh, it was uh, awesome, and, and I would be remiss, Shimmy, if I didn't mention club photographer Shane Healy, who put on a masterclass in photography, Shimmy, just, just an all-around, uh, that's a little little joke from Twitter, uh, but just all-around, an all-around performance, Shimmy, from everybody, everybody, so many people that I didn't mention, you know, just every person associated with this club played their part last night, Shimmy, and I'm just so proud and so lucky to follow this amazing, amazing club made up of so many amazing people. Uh, what a night. 100, 100. And, you know, I'd be remiss to say, like, generally speaking, we talked about this before, and I'm going to share a, a tweet from an account I follow. You know, as a gooner, I always got to keep up on Arsenal news as well, but there's an account called Poorly Drawn Arsenal, an artist that just kind of makes these funny drawings of, you know, people associated with Arsenal. Yeah. But I think this tweet sums it up very perfectly. It's like, and he goes, if we win, it's the best cup in the world. If we lose, I don't care about it. Oh, loved it. So shout out to Billy John Arsenal for that one. But you know what? I have to disagree. Even though we didn't win, I do care about it because, man, like you said, just so so much fun after that first half. Even though you know it ended up being a three-one result, just can't um, you know can't say how exciting it was just to listen i was on the edge of my seat to hear the singing like you said yeah. and then just how everybody at the end of it you know just the graciousness we had fun there you'll see it in cam's vlog on when you go to fgr vlogs and watch it but man uh just love this club oh man yeah well let me continue the care about pun i care about it too shimmy and <laughs> uh, it, it actually was perfect in my eyes because uh we played outstanding the fans were, like I said, every everyone was amazing in this match, and we lost. And here's why I think that's a good thing, Shimmy, because Rob Edwards is too and too good. He's on fire, <laughs> Shimmy, yeah. and really this entire team. I mean, we're gonna lose them all. We're gonna lose the players, all of them, in the transfer window. Rob Edwards is gonna get stolen by a giant club halfway through the season if we keep this up. We are in huge trouble. So it was the perfect result. We needed to lose one finally, so people. <laughs> You know, cool down on Rob because he, uh, he's ours. Stay away. Yeah, these, yeah. Uh, <laughs> good point. Excellent point. And let's release that pressure valve. <laughs> the more undefeated you go, the longer you go undefeated, the pressure builds. That's true, too. So we released the valve a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Now we can just go back to league, you know, to league play and just keep keep rocking. Yeah, that's a good point, too. We, we it, It's good to lose because you learn a lot from it and you see <laughs> how you deal with it. And you got to get that out of the way. And so it's nice to lose, you know. What better game to lose that we've had so far than this one? This is the it's the best possible one. And you know, I'm talk I was talking to our guest today, goalkeeper Lewis Thomas, which I'll mention. I'll give him a proper intro in just a minute. The great Bambino, but I, I was just Gianluigi Buffon. The, that's right. 
But anyway, I was like, dude, we, we need to tarnish Rob Edwards' sparkling reputation because he's <laughs> yeah. going to leave us. We, we need him to make like a borderline, you know, offensive comment or like, you know, get, in, get into a physical altercation with a referee or an opposing player. We need, we need something to happen, Shimmy, to lower this man's perfect image because it's too good. He's too perfect. And I'm just afraid, Shimmy. I'm afraid he's going to get stolen. Yeah, I know, man. Someone's also got to like change out his toothpaste with I don't know, something that makes them more yellow. He's just too photogenic That's as well. True. Like you said, if it's That's not another true. club, Sky Sports is going to steal him. He's just a such an eligible football man. It's insane. Oh, yes. We, I don't know what we, Dale Vince, give him give him the world if you can. Give give him a raise. 7 million dollars, whatever whatever he needs. <laughs> we got to keep this man. Oh, anyway, um, as I said, l- let's intro the guest first. We have an amazing guest on this podcast. I already said it before. Awesome guest. Awesome human. Big Lou, the shot-stopping guru. The Great Wall of Wales. John Luigi Buffon. LT Lawrence Taylor Lewis Thomas. Oh, what a guy. His performance is in both cup matches. Shimmy. Yeah, it was my man Nothing of the match yesterday. Of- so many great performances yesterday from all the lads. Uh, oh. You know, we had we had the uh, temerity, we had the the passion to go for it and press. Uh, we you know we went ahead yeah. first, but man, we we would not have been ahead were it not for some great Lewis Thomas saves. And uh, even though you know oh, when yeah. it was all said and done, three got past him uh, to put that way against Premier League opposition. Man, he was what a, what a performance, what a shift. Oh yeah, and, and we talk about the performance a, a bit when when we get into it and talk about the match, but. Oh my goodness! Oh, so uh, the double save he made. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. What were you gonna say? Oh yeah. I, I guess I wasn't there for that conversation, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you weren't there for that conversation. So a note to listeners: you will not hear Sham in the Lewis Thomas chat. Why, why is that, Sham? Uh, well, you know, I was uh, to be honest, Nathan. I was trying to pull a, a Harry Kane type move. I was not showing up. <laughs> not showing up at my scheduled time trying to force a move uh to a more lucrative conspiracy theory podcast you know uh you know right wing crank rush rush limbaugh Alex died Jones. recently yeah died recently in the u.s ah, so, so you could fill his shoes there's a power vacuum there so i was trying to make an angle for like harry kane and make a move for where the money is you know try to get that uh animal heartworm medicine money because i know that's where all the money's coming from these days all the sponsorships from heart i love it Oh yes, and there's a ton of money in, in some in, in grifting shimmy. So there, that love it. That's a great angle. Yep. Well, so, yeah, so, so I'm sorry. Sorry. I, unfortunately, I had to miss it, but it was just I had to do it for my future guys. <laughs> my apologies to Lewis Thomas. Uh, you know, love. What a great guy. What a great human. But I'm out here for myself. It's the American way. <laughs> <laughs> it's the American way. We're out here for ourselves. Yeah. Well, thank you for setting the record straight, Sean, because. Sure. Lewis and I thought you may have fallen asleep or, or stayed asleep because it was 7 a.m. U.S. America time uh, or Eastern time when, yeah. when the, the chat was on. We thought you might have <laughs> fallen asleep, but nice to see that. No, it was just your selfish. Um, no, yeah, it's pure, it was, uh, it pure, pure American capitalist motives. greed. Yeah, sorry. So, <laughs> so it's okay. It's okay, guys. I love it. <laughs> anyway, we have, a, we have a great chat with Lewis coming up in just a second. Uh, like I said, his performances in both cup matches were just heroic. Absolutely. He's such a thoughtful, enlightening guy. Uh, just gives us, drops so many gems, like so many lessons we can learn from in our own lives. Because he faces, you know, so much. It, it's so tough to be, you know, the backup keeper, I have to imagine. And so we get into that, actually. We talk about that. We talk about the competition. We talk about how to stay positive. Because, uh, you know, everyone wants to play. It's anyway, awesome conversation with an awesome, awesome human being. Uh, if you don't know him already, you are gonna love, love Lewis Thomas after this chat. Absolutely. Uh, but Shimmy, also we we have a couple other guests on this pod. Shimmy, you know who they are? Not Boris Johnson. <gasps> Not the ghost of Rush Limbaugh. No, <laughs> no. Who? Who? Nathan? Who do we have? Kip Kowalski. And the Bayou Bebe, Tony Gras. <laughs> They're back. Shimmy. Where's all this money coming from? We can still afford them? This they- is crazy. I thought ESPN would have come <laughs> calling all by now, you know? <laughs> and, Shimmy, we were supposed to have special guest, Lewis Thomas, also on the call, uh, to do the call with Kip and the Bayou Bebe, Tony Gras. But since you weren't there, I mean, I mean since Tony Gras <laughs> wasn't there. Yeah, what was his excuse? I, I didn't make. <laughs> what was Tony Gras' excuse? 
I've never seen you and Tony in the same place, though. I will say send that. all your hate uh, mail I to didn't... him, to, to Tony Gra. <laughs> I didn't want to make Lewis go solo with Kip Kowalski. Fair Jimmy. I, I, you know, the people would riot if they, if Tony wasn't there. So so I waited for <laughs> Tony, um, or I'm waiting for Tony, and, and also Lewis Thomas. I mean, he he can handle so much. He can handle strikers from the Premier League. He can handle the pressure of penalty kicks. But one thing. I don't think you can handle, Shimmy, mm-hmm. spending five minutes alone with Kip Kowalski. <laughs> I mean, definitely Kip Kowalski's three previous wives can attest to that. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do that to a guy we love so much in Lewis Thomas. I wouldn't even do that to my worst enemy, Shimmy. But, but you Shimmy, wouldn't do it to Tony Graw. Since you... <laughs> <laughs> I would do it to Tony Graw. And I would do it to you, Sean, because you... Slept through, I mean, uh, <laughs> skipped our yeah. chat with Lewis Thomas. Here's your punishment, Sham. You have to join Kip and Tony oh, wow, in today's okay. match recap under the guise of Lewis Shamus. That is, you will take on the parts <laughs> Lewis Thomas was going to do, okay. but yeah. you have to do them in a Welsh accent. Well, I, oh my God. I don't even know if I can do a Welsh accent. <laughs> you're going to try, Shami. going to try it. So with right. that, Lewis, <laughs> Lewis <laughs> Shamus, are you ready? Let's do it. Let's, uh, er, let's do hey, it. Let, let, let's do it. Is that is that even a Welsh <laughs> accent? I have no idea. <laughs> okay. All right. So, People are just gonna think I'm, I'm cu- having I'll a stroke, more. So I apologize to any Welsh <laughs> listeners out there, especially Lewis Thomas, who will never appear on this pod again after listening to this. <laughs> but let's do it. Uh, and and all of our other Welsh friends. Shout out to uh, Caitlin, Bennett. Shout out to the Exiles Analytics Man. So many great Welsh people out there who yeah. will, will now never completely alienated yeah. again. So, <laughs> yes, you're welcome. <laughs> Kip Kowalski from WTOB9, Steubenville, Ohio, and I'm joined by the Bayou Baby, Tony Graw. Hey, how y'all doing? Bonjour. We got a we got a Legoland, the Brentford Community Stadium, where fourth tier four screen rovers. Take on the Premier League Pollinators from Brentford. We go to the 7th minute when the St. Louis, Missouri Thomas Gateway arches by his body to make not one, but two heroic saves so that his, the St. Lunatics will write songs about it. Cancel my OnlyFans and cover <laughs> me in tomato sauce. John Luigi on oh. the double save. Sherry. Hey, hey, Tony. Hey, Tony, tell me real quick. What are the names of the guys uh, who shots... Uh, <laughs> Tut Lewis Thomas say. Oh, well, uh, let me tell you about them <laughs> guys that, that had them shots there. You had uh, Billy Kasua. You had Shimbin No, no, right. No, the right. Oh, right. Oh, Mad Bistrip. Tony. You had uh, Dalvis Gadushlu. <laughs> and you had a guy named Billy. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, we now go to Thomas. No, Lewis Shamus. We go to the eighth minute when Vegan Hendry serves up a black bean slider <laughs> to Jack Living Wagerson Aitchison. Who does the impossible? No, not pass a 15-minute minimum minimum wage bill in the U.S. Congress. The Congress has not raised the minimum wage uh, since 2007. But he scores against Brentford. Yo! One over to the Rovers. <laughs> oh, beautiful! Arsenal couldn't do it. Crystal Palace couldn't do it. Lewis Shamus couldn't do it, but the four screen rovers did it, baby! Score! Jack Aitchison's on fire! Defensive terrified! Jack Aitchison's on fire! Your defensive terrified! No, Transfer from Lorient. My fa- I have some family that live in Lorient, down there in the oh. France, to equalize FGO low drive to the far corner. That was on on, Cheryl. On and on on, Brentford. The honeybees I'm gonna look like that did the lead after Dominic Thompson volley, but not for a fabulous Lewis Thompson save, like a gator jumping out of the bayou waters. And <laughs> Brentford scored two more goals, but nobody cares because fans made memories. The boys got a chance to play at the highest level, and I don't have to get malware from visiting dark web uh, in search of illegal streams anymore to watch Carabao Cup matches. We march on, heads held high to Port Vale. Port Vale next. 
Hey, let's get down on Cherie, let's go. <laughs> All right. Oh, beautiful stuff there from. Thank you, Kip. Uh, thank you, Tony Grawl to buy you, baby. And of course, <laughs> thank you to Louis Shamus. Nice. I think you did pretty good with the Welsh accent. I'm sure nobody from Wales is going to agree with that statement, but <laughs> to my to my simple ears, it sounded good. Well, you know, when we visit the UK finally, we just can't expect to ever cross the line from England into Wales. But, you know, we had fun. We had fun tonight. <laughs> oh, oh, man. And then, you know, we oh, wanted to travel back. Anyway, that's enough from Kip. Wanted to travel back to last Saturday to our dominating nine-goal thriller win against the creepy, crawly, crawdads. But Lewis and I talk a bit about that, so we'll save we'll save that for Lewis, uh, actually. But anything you want to say about that crazy six to three uh, win? That well, yeah. Probably... Just shout out to our OG FGR fan who joined us to watch it, our, our friend Ben. Who oh just, yes. Uh, he brought his classic scarf with the old crest, the old old yes. uh, Barca style crest. Uh, he said it was from 1997, right? So I just feel like yeah. man, I think 98, with, but yeah. Oh, no, yeah, 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 yeah. So with Ben in attendance, uh, man, I just feel like the vibes were there. What a crazy score. Um, Not only the vibes it, there, too. So the, he brought the Pims, too, Shimmy. The Pims. We should, the, we should mention Ben is from Sla <coughs> Slad. I guess a village outside Stroud slash Nailsworth. Anyway, he's a local. He's He's been a season ticket holder before he moved here, like, since the 90s. Anyway, sorry, continue, Shimmy, about the vibes. No, the vibes, you're right. More you about know, the goals. <laughs> the goals, yeah, the goals were intense. We were fueled by Pims, right? It was Pims o'clock for the entire match, uh, thanks like, to Ben. Yes. Like, uh, that Pims lemonade was delicious. Um, oh, so And good. even a courageous, courageous man, even with, with, with one arm in a cast from uh, from a rugby injury, he still made us a delicious uh, delicious serving of Pims, um, Pims oh, lemonade. Man. But, man, it was just it so was much fun. Too delicious. Yeah, two delicious nine goals. It was it just was, crazy, and it could have been more. That's the crazy thing. It could have been more for us. Yeah, we yeah, could have lived up to goals. Ash Leverage's, you know, um, exhortation of a basketball <laughs> score. We were there. We yes. Were there. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh man, the Pims, man, they were hitting. They, were, we, we tried to take a, a new Pims, <laughs> you know, make a new drink every goal, but we scored six goals. Like <laughs> too much Pims for 11 a.m. <laughs> yeah, you know, I rode I rode a bike over to your place, Nathan, where we watched uh, that crazy crawly match. But um, I, I had to stumble back home. Couldn't really trust myself to ride a bike back. <laughs> so. Probably a smart move. <laughs> Stumbling home yeah. at, at noon in the afternoon. <laughs> you love to see it. You love to see yeah. it. Anyway, Shimmy, what? Well, let's let's get on to our guest, to the amazing Lewis Thomas. Like I said, if you don't know Lewis, you are in for a treat. He is one of the most thoughtful, most insightful dudes. Uh, in football, his perspectives on life, on goalkeeping, on battling for a starting role are, are just well beyond his years and really just a model that we can all learn from in our own lives. Just an outstanding 100%. guy. So let's get into it. Here we go. Take it away. Me and Lewis, uh, no charm. <laughs> we welcome back to the pod the Swansea shot stopper, our brother from another mother, our play it out back distributor from another Mr. Big Lou. The shot-stopping guru, the Great Wall of Wales. Some call him Milano Tomo for his fashion sense. Others call him John Luigi Buffon for his freak ability to stop penalties and make heroic double saves against Premier League quality. Please welcome to the pod, Lewis Thomas. Lewis, man, good to see you. Welcome, welcome back. Thank you for having me again. Pleasure. Oh, it, pleasure is all ours. Although I don't know where Sham is. I think I think Sham slept in. I think uh, it must be the late night for you boys. <laughs> well, no, actually, it, I mean the game's at 2:45 over here, so it's, it's oh, nice, yeah. nice, easy in the afternoon. But uh, but yeah, it's 7 a.m. right now. It's 12, it's, what, what time did you get home last night? Uh, about half past one in the morning. Oh wow! So massive, massive game last night, Lewis. So man, how how do you feel like after last night? Feel good. Um, Obviously disappointed that we went there to win. Obviously, the, um, that that was mm -hmm. the aim. That's what we've been doing all year. But that's what Premier League qualities go when they come off the bench. And ah. they, they turned it up a notch the second half, to be fair. I thought we played really, really well first half and deservedly went in front. Um, but yeah, second half, they turned up the heat. And oh, yeah. 
They brought on the big guns, man. I couldn't believe it. But it but, is a good test for us players to play against players like that. And oh yeah. Test ourselves yeah. against and test ourselves against players like that. A hundred percent. And that's yeah, and it's also a testament to you that they had to bring those guys on. Like they did not want to bring those guys on. <laughs> they oh, they had to. Uh, not with their Premier League games coming up. I bet they didn't want to bring them boys on, but they had to and it worked out for them in the end. Yeah. Is that are those are those some of the biggest um I mean, I guess, is this is this the biggest kind of game you've been in? Um, Attendance-wise, I'd probably say so, yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, it probably is. It was, the, to be fair, the atmosphere was superb last night. The Forest Green fans sung all night. The Brentford fans had to come into it once they got their goals and made for a really good game and really exciting game. Oh, yeah, it was it was so fun. Like, you could hear, you could hear our fans. Yeah up until the 60th minute and then you finally heard the Brentford fans but until then it was just our fans it was beautiful it was so great like hearing them sing yell 550 strong when I was the far end by their fans I could still hear I was even though a lot of them were behind me oh that's awesome that is awesome oh is that the biggest no that's not the biggest stadium you've played in probably right because uh even though some league two grounds that are bigger right Uh, I think I think Bradford may be bigger yeah, um, but I've also been to Brighton's ground, which is which is a big ground. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah we played a 23, 23 game there, and that was that was good. In your Swansea days? My Swansea days, yeah. Nice. Back, many many moons ago. Nice. And the double save, Lewis. Will that go down as, as one of your most memorable? I think so. Yeah, it was nice oh. that it came so early on and sort of set me down in the game. Then so it was it was nice that that happened. But no, it was. I enjoyed that moment. Yeah, <laughs> that was awesome, man. That was awesome. Uh, well, let, let's let's get into it then. I don't know where Sean is. <laughs> he must have slept in. How are we yeah. feeling? Uh, as as I've said, I'm a little bit deflated and disappointed that we lost the game, but overall, extremely proud of the team and how we performed. And I thought we really held our own against a good Premier League team. Oh, 100 percent. The score, I don't think, did us justice. Uh, how, what was the vibe kind of in the in the locker room afterwards? Uh, the, the vibe after was just immensely proud, really. Um, Rob touched on it he was in his uh, in his post-match interview, I think, and he just said how proud he was and how proud we should be of ourselves, of what we've achieved so far and how we performed. And if we're going to lose a game, that's how we're going to lose, by giving it our all. I, th- I think every single Forest Green Rose fan last night was so proud of, of what you guys did. 60 minutes beaten, the, you know, Premier League team, uh, the only team to score against Brentford in this season. And we've now scored more goals than Arsenal has uh, this season. Shout out to Sham. He's not here for that. He, he wouldn't. He's, he's an Arsenal fan. Anyway. All right, Lewis. Uh, so c- first, congratulations on the engagement, Lewis. Congratulations. Our man, Lewis Thomas, got engaged over the summer. You'll love to see it. Tell us about the proposal, Lewis. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, no, to be fair, I've been I've been with um, Shan now for seven years, so I thought it was about time wow. that I, I popped the question. We've <laughs> been together a while, and yeah, ready. To, we're ready to move on to the next step. Oh, I love it! Seven years—that's amazing. Uh, and and she lives with you now, is that, or does she just stay with you? Yeah, well, she's working from home at the moment, so it's been quite nice. She's been able to move up and live with me for a bit. But when people start to go back to the office, um, she'll probably have to go back to Swansea. Just uh-huh. otherwise, it's a lot of traveling for her day day by day. She's a better roommate than uh, Carl Winchester, I assume. Oh, it's a, it's, a, it's a tough one. It's close. <laughs> but uh, I want to answer that question. <laughs> uh, so you know, Lewis, I keep refreshing my email here, and I I. I still haven't seen the wedding invite come through. It must be caught up in spam or something, right, Lewis? I think you... there's a couple of uh, days on the transfer over to America, so yeah, you might be looking <laughs> Okay, you, you let us know if we need to uh, if we need to send you our address again. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe. All <laughs> oh, related question. Actually, maybe I should do this in the top three. What's your worst, like least favorite? Like, what's the worst wedding song that you hear when it comes on? Where's wedding song? Um, I'm not really sure. I haven't been to too many weddings, so I'm I'm not <laughs> familiar with wedding songs. Um, so I can't really answer that question. I've only been to one in my lifetime, and that was when I was about eight years old. So I, <laughs> yeah, not too many come to mind to that. I guess you're you're still a young man. I guess that makes sense. You're yeah. people yeah in your age. Friends have got married yet, so yeah, I got a few years on you. I'm like in the middle of uh, wedding season nonstop. Oh. 
Uh, oh, and there's a few I just cannot stand, but I'll save that. That'll be another, I think that'll be another top three. Oh, are there any like traditional, like Welsh, like, I don't know, wedding songs? Um, I won't say any traditional, no, not really. Um, being from Wales, we like the, um, uh, you're just too good to be true. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Um, Wait, do they sing that? Is that, is that like a Swansea? It's, it's more of a, uh, at the national games, it gets sung quite a bit. Ah, I love uh, it. Yeah, I kind of like that song, so that, I might try to get that one in there. Oh, you have to. You have to. Uh, when I when I got married, we have a famous... I'm from Ohio, the state of Ohio originally, and we have like a famous like Ohio song that we played, and everyone just went nuts. But yeah. I also got married in West Virginia, so we also played a classic West Virginia song. Everyone went nuts. You got it. You got to play the local favorites. But all right, let's let's move away from the wedding and on to football lewis let's talk about the cup ties first um well you, you mentioned a little bit about this this massive brentford one i want us to go back though to bristol city lewis you make a game winning penalty save insane we all we all went nuts what first of all what are you feeling going into penalties um going into the penalties i'm usually confident um i'd say i've got quite a decent penalty saving record and I would say so. <laughs> you were you were outstanding last year, especially going to the '96 winning and we scored the equalizer. I really felt confident that it was our night and we were going to win. Oh, let's go! And, and what were you feeling after saving the winner? Uh, after it was, I, I didn't really know what to do, so I did a terrible <laughs> new slide, <laughs> and I've had a bit of stick for that as well. So, but no, it was just, it was just pure emotion of um, adrenaline and excitement, and couldn't believe what we achieved and just really really happy i had to sort of take a moment to myself afterwards just to take it all in and enjoy the moment oh that's that's beautiful uh and yeah the the run the video of the run and the slide it's iconic now lewis it's, a, it's an iconic moment that will forever live in four screen lore yeah, uh and i don't think the knee slide will be coming out too often anymore <laughs> <laughs> well hey you gotta you gotta use it when you can because as a goalkeeper you're not gonna score many goals so you gotta exactly take what you can get so lewis you're the one of the like you, you mentioned it you're one of the best penalty stoppers we've seen in this level lewis last season you saved a ton of penalties of course then the, you know the, the two massive ones against bristol city unfortunately against brentford we didn't go to penalties because if we did man i had all the trust in us because of you in goal what's the secret to saving penalties so much as you can tell us uh, i have got a little tip but um i can't give it away too much otherwise People might start to figure me out, but there's a, there is a little technique that I use. I learned off a Spanish goalkeeping coach back in Swansea, and it's stuck with me, and it seems to work quite well. So, yeah, I, I stick to that. Ah, all right, all right. Well, now I'm just going to Google that guy and see what his tip is. But we won't, we won't get it. Don't worry. But we, won't, we won't disseminate this well, information. We won't give away the secret. Uh, that's right. What, what about the secret of your double save, though? That was insane. How do you yeah, feel? What? Uh, I would... They, I, I was quite pleased that it came early on in the game because it sort of settled settled me down. I think it settled us down as a team. And it, yeah, it was nice to get my hands on the ball early on and be able to make that save. And thankfully, they, uh, they stayed out and we went up the other end and then scored. So yeah, it worked out quite nicely, to be fair. Oh, that was, yeah, it was perfect. I think it was like maybe the seventh minute you made the double save, the eighth minute we score. It was like yeah. just an insane, like that, that moment that you really started just completely changed the momentum. Um, is it kind of like, you know, I, I played American football and you're, you're always kind of nervous when you first start a game until you take your first hit or you make your first, you know, you, you make your first hit. Is it kind of like that with the goalkeeper? Like you're, you're a little bit nervous until you get your first save, until you touch the ball for the first time and then you kind of settle into it? Yeah, definitely. Um, myself anyway, yeah, I feel that way. Um, but to be fair, I, I feel more confident after a warm-up if i've had a good warm-up then i'm sort of settled mm. down and thinking right yeah that's me i'm good now i'm ready to go but yeah getting your hands on the ball early early doors does really help set the game down and just build it builds that confidence i love it what what, what is it what does like a good warm-up mean for you a good warm-up for me is um my hands are sharp i'm seeing the ball well um i'm striking the ball cleanly and overall just mentally feeling really good and feeling really confident and unbeatable love it i love it uh all right lewis so last season you had an unbelievable season in the games you got to play you know you and you and luke kind of uh, split duties quite a bit last season 
Um, but ultimately, Luke McGee ended the season as the starter. And so far, he's been the starter this season. And then, you know, your contract ended last season. And we were so many of us, you know, we were so afraid. It, it, it just seemed to us like he could have gone to a lot of other League Two clubs and slotted in, you know, kind of right away as the starter. And we wouldn't have blamed you, although we would, we would have been very sad. Uh, we did not want to lose you. We, we we all like took bets. We were like of, of the of the those who whose contracts were up. We were like, ah, there's no way Lewis is coming back. There's no way Dokes is coming back. There's no way Aaron Collins is coming back. Luckily for us, we were wrong on two of those three because you and Dokes came back, made us so happy. It takes us, you know, it takes a special kind of person, Lewis, to, to want to come back and compete uh, for the job. Why? You know, what was it? What was it about four screen rovers? Why did you decide to, to, to sign that contract and come back? Uh, it's a club that I've been at for quite a while now. And for me, it has such a family friendly feeling. And it's a place I enjoy coming to work and training and trying to get better each day. Um, but another big factor was Rob coming in. Um, Fair dues to Rob. He, I think, I believe he rung every player on his first day in the job and had a conversation with everybody. And for me, that was a big thing. And I thought, fair play, um, that's someone who I want to work for, and something. And I believe, as a team, we can really achieve something this year. And that was a big influence for me staying. And I thought I could. Rob is someone who I thought could get the best out of me. Yeah, that makes you well. You you were already, I believe, but I, I guess you continue to be the longest. You and Dokes, I think, are the longest-serving four-screen rovers players on the roster. Yeah, I think I edged it by six months. I think Dokes. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Yeah, you got Dokes. You got Dokes by six months, and then he's number two. And then I think there's a big gap between everyone else. Uh, so it was awesome to see that. We were so excited to see you guys come back. Um, oh, beautiful. Uh, so I guess you know it's. You're in a really, a really tough position, though, as there, it's just it's just you and another guy constantly competing, you know, for the job. T tell us about some of the, the, the life lessons that you've taken away uh, just from the adversity of battling for a starting role. Um, yeah, well, it, as you say, it can mentally it can be really tough because as a footballer, all you want to do is train throughout the week and play on the weekend. That's the biggest thing. If you're not playing, obviously, you're not happy. But um, it's something that is a challenge, um, something I've had to deal with myself, and I'm sure Luke's had to deal with it as well, being on the bench. Um, it can be tough, but I, th I believe it makes you a better player, makes you stronger mentally, and um, gives you all the right tools then to succeed when you do come into the side, as you know what you have to do to stay there and continue to progress, um, and so on. Oh, that's, that's beautiful, that resiliency that you kind of yeah, it is, especially as a goalkeeper, because there's only one position. You can't come on as a sub in a different position, or it's unlikely you're going to get a game if you're on the bench. That's you tend to be on the bench unless it's um, a red card or an injury. So yeah, it is building up that resilience. And I guess that character to when you do go in, you know you're ready and can play well. Oh, that's... You mentioned the bench there too, Lewis. I'm just curious, you know, Back when I played American football, I remember, you know, there were always guys on the sidelines who were just extremely serious the whole game. And then there were guys like me who were always joking and messing around the whole game. Uh, so what's like the vibe on the sidelines? What's like happening during a match on the, on the bench? Um, to be fair, we, we a lot of us tend to watch the game and really take it in and see how we can affect the game if we come onto it. Um, so I say someone like Jack Aitchinson watches the game quite well to see when he comes on, what, what spaces he can pick up and how he, he can affect the game. Um, but really, we're just supporting the team and cheering as if any fan would watching the game. Um, me especially, if a goal goes in, I'm probably the first one up, I'm buzzing. And just trying to support Luke and, and the team uh, so that we can achieve and win, win games. Oh, that's beautiful. And what, what is the relationship with Luke like? We have a really good relationship. It's um, it's a competitive relationship, but fundamentally we get on. We train we train hard with each other, and Dan I think Dan's fundamental in that as well. Uh, Dan, the goalkeeping coach, he um, he wants us to be the best that we can and strives for the best, and we try to get the best out of each other. Oh, it's, that's that's awesome. That's like all you can ask for, and I guess that, you know that's part of the that's part of it too you know you mentioned the mental lessons that you that you have to learn battling for you know starting starting position as a goalkeeper but 
Maybe the other good thing about it is we have two excellent goalkeepers competing against each other. You're only going to make each other better, which, you know, that's a, that's only going to benefit both of your careers in the long term. And also as a goalkeeper, you know, you're you're fortunate in that you can be a little bit more patient because you have generally have a much longer career than some of the, you know, some of the other outfield players. So that's that's awesome that you guys have that relationship. Um, so going back to your signing, uh, you know, we noticed a massive improvement in your signing picture lewis <laughs> you have a haircut you're wearing a decent t-shirt what's yeah. that um I, I have not one today and the beard's a little bit shabby so I'm, <laughs> i apologize for that but yeah my mom made me get a haircut beforehand oh i love it who wait your mom or who is that my mom yeah my mom <laughs> i love it i love it yeah i was gonna ask this is a big improvement from the last one because you know the last one you looked like you were you know literally pulled out of the south stand so <laughs> i love it so that was that diane is that your mom yeah that's my mom diane yeah let's go diane thomas oh i love it she she seems like you know your biggest fan which is a beautiful thing you know what's your relationship like with 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 mom uh no my relationship with my mother is um is like any son and mother relationship. I'm a bit of a mum, mummy's boy, as some people <laughs> might say. But no, she's she's my she's one of my biggest fans, along with my dad. But she's also one of my biggest critics. So she won't hold back. And if I if I had a bad day, she'll tell me. But if uh, likewise, if I've had a good game, she'll she'll be the first one to tell me as well. So oh, my dad's probably a bit more diplomatic in the last questions <laughs> about the game. But uh, no, they they're both my number one fans, and I can't thank them enough for what they've done for me throughout the years. Oh, that's beautiful. Are they able to come to uh, come to matches? Yeah, so they come to the home matches. Um, thankfully, it's only about an hour and a half away. Oh, so wow. To be fair to them, if, I pl if I'm playing, they'll drive up and they'll drive home on the same day and they'll come to as many matches as they can. Oh, that's 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 beautiful. So you, you mentioned uh, Rob Edwards earlier. He's a, he was a big factor in, in keeping you, which is excellent. And and. You know, I'm guessing with someone like Dokes too, it's probably probably a similar story. Yeah, he's been uh, ever since he's come in, like from day one, from the fans too. He, he's he's engaged all of us. He's locked all of us in. You know, it, at, at the end of last season, we were all like, "Oh my God, Jimmy Ball, we love this man. Give this man the job." And then you know, they they all of a sudden they announce Rob Edwards, and we're all like, "Who who's this guy?" Uh, he comes out, makes his first uh, you know press conference, and just blows us fans away. And he's just been better and better ever since i mean he's just such a breath of fresh air for the fans uh, how has he been as a coach so far what are some of the maybe the biggest differences you notice between him and, and other coaches you've worked with um exactly what we've already mentioned as he said in his interviews that's how he is as a coach he's so positive and wants the best of us but at the same time he pushes us to be better as well so training you you know that he believes in you and he also makes you believe in yourself, which is for any player, that's all you want is just that confidence because you're not afraid to make mistakes. You express yourself and you go out there and play the best you can. And you want to play well for him because he does such a good job. But no, he's, um, he's, a, he's a real positive coach and he, his attention to detail is very, very good. And his football knowledge to go along with that is excellent as well. And his assistant, Richie, who's come in as well, has been superb as well. I feel like we see that we've seen that in, in the match in all the matches so far this season we see the confidence that you said you know he 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 makes you believe or he helps you believe in yourself and we see that like guys are willing to take risks we go down you know 2-1 against bristol city or whatever we're, we're drawing to what was it last, last saturday against who did we beat six to three rochdale was it no uh, crawley. crawley town yeah sorry yeah crawley town uh, you know, we're tied 2-2 at halftime, and then we just come out in the second half and just absolutely blow the doors off. Like, you see the confidence that, that the team has, and I think, like you said, Rob Edwards has a lot to do with it. Oh, it's, it's beautiful to see. Um, and you also see the effort. You know, 90 minutes, nobody's taking a break. Uh, just like you said, oh, it's, it's, it's been so fun to watch what happens on the pitch and then off the pitch, too. Rob Edwards is just like, oh, the dream. Lewis, though, we're a little bit worried. We're a little worried that he's too good and he's going to get stolen from us like like in no time. So we got to you know what, Lewis, we need to plant. We need to plant some like negative stories about him so he doesn't have such like a, you know, so he's not so sought after in the press. Everybody loves Rob Edwards. We need it. We need to lower his profile a little bit, stir up some controversy, maybe claim it. 
maybe we get you to say like he uh, he he assaulted you in practice or something. I don't know. We need to get we need to get something going because he is too good, uh, Lewis. And I am I am worried he's going to be snatched up from us. Anyway, uh, he another thing about Rob Edwards, Lewis, that you have in common. Maybe you knew this. Maybe you didn't. He is also a listener to the High Performance Podcast. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. I wasn't aware. So I'm glad you told me that. There you go. Something you both can uh, can bond over, Lewis. Uh, Lewis, actually, on that note, I know you're you're a podcast listener. You're a you're a, you're you're a well studied man. You take classes. You know, I think you know. Last year, when we asked all the players, like everyone's like Lewis Thomas and Jamma are like the two nerds. They're also the two who like you know they're deep, they're thoughtful, the most thoughtful. They 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 got their stuff together off the field. You know that they're taking classes. They're they're getting degrees. Uh, so anyway, Lewis, I don't know. Is there, is there tell us something that you've heard recently, maybe on a podcast or that you've read that's kind of like stuck with you? Um, I'll be I'll be honest. I haven't listened to too many podcasts at the minute. Um, I'm taking an accountancy course at the minute, so that's what all my time and attention is going into away from football. Yeah, I, th- I think it is important because we have so so much time away from football that it's wasted opportunity if you don't do something in between. Because, as you know, football is such a short career that um, anything can happen and you have to be ready for the next step. So, yeah, um, my accountancy course has helped me in that respect to get away from football and just focus my attention on that. And that's another thing I find is that that time away from football is so, so big. that you, I was finding myself getting caught up in football, getting down about it when we lost. Now I've got something to take my mind off that and reflect. And yeah, it makes it makes my mental state a lot better, I'd say. Oh, that's that's beautiful. I mean, it's so important, like you said, to have like, you know, other passions and other things like when, when one thing's getting you down, you have this other thing you can like focus your energy into. And then when that's getting you down, you have this other thing you can focus your energy into. That's beautiful. And you're like you said, you're preparing yourself for life after football because I don't know, you know, if, if this is as much of a problem in the UK, maybe it is. But in the, in the US, we really have a big issue with athletes who, uh, you know, professional athletes, they, they, they play a few years in the league or whatever, uh, and then they're out and they experience great financial difficulty. And it's so important to, you know, to do everything you can right now to prepare yourself for that inevitable future that's coming. And it's beautiful to see that, that you do that, you use this time um, you take advantage of this time to prepare for life after football. That's that's outstanding, man. Uh, yeah, well, to be fair, we do. I'd say there is that issue here still. Um, but coming from the lower leagues, I think you start to understand money a bit more because it's not mm-hmm. all the glitz and glamour that is the Premier League. We're not all on massive, massive money that we can have for the rest of our lives. So we do have to focus and look at what comes in and what we can do to to stay afloat at times. And yeah. So no, we do have that issue as well. I'd say a lot of Premier League people, once that money starts coming in and they're gambling and addictions yeah. take over and they find themselves bankrupt. And that's where I think lower league football has helped me in terms of the fact that the money's not always massive. It, mm-hmm. like, there's probably people in normal nine to five jobs who are more money than some players. So having that, um, having that backup plan is massive. Yeah, oh, that's beautiful. And I, and I hope, I hope, you know, everyone Everyone kind of gets that. I, something I wish I would have asked. We had, we had Rob Edwards on a few weeks ago. I, I wish I would have asked him about that and, and you know kind of push him on that. Like, is that part of you know part of your your um, will that be part of your coaching strategy as well? Not just you know teaching these these men how to be outstanding football players and outstanding people, but also preparing for life after because it is such an important thing you got to consider. Yeah. Um, to Robbie he is really good on that um, because I know there's a couple of boys doing coaching badges at the, at the moment and he, he says to them look if you want to take time away from the from football at the minute just to go and focus on them by all means if you want to come and speak to me for any help by all means he's he's really good in that respect as well as you can imagine oh that's beautiful that's beautiful man Ugh, we gotta I, I'm gonna edit that out so people don't hear that we gotta like I said we gotta stir up controversy around this guy he's too good Wolves are gonna fire their new guy Bruno and hire him like in January. We don't want that to happen, Lewis. We need we need Rob Edwards. He's gonna take us up. All right. Anyway, uh, so Lewis, how, how would you uh, moving on back back to the pitch now? How would you describe your style of goal, goalkeeper play? Uh, my style, I'd say I'm a goalkeeper who likes to build out from the back, um, passing wise. Um, I'd say I'm quite a calm goalkeeper. Um, 
I'm probably not a erratic like your Jordan Pickfords or your Dean Hendersons. I'd say I'm quite reserved and quite calm, but um, I just try to give my best every time I'm on that pitch. Oh, that's beautiful. We see that. We see that, Lewis. Uh, what what area of your game do you think you need to improve, though, Lewis? Um, I'd say the biggest area for me is is um, not really any uh, technical abilities, but my my mental my mental ability, my psychological state. Um, sometimes I might be I overthink things. I'd like to say um, probably focus on negatives a little bit too much, or when I've done a mistake, I focus on that a little bit too much. So that's something I'm trying to work really hard on away away from football. Is just trying to work on being positive, knowing that I am good enough to be there, and going from there. And what uh, like what kind of practices or techniques have you kind of cultivated to to maintain that or develop that positivity? Uh, for me, it's just um, looking back at video clips where I've been good in good instances and trying to remember how that felt and what I did right and the process. Even like um, my kicking process, or I don't know if you noticed, but when I'm going to take a long goal kick, I'll take seven steps back and three to the right. And it's oh, we, def- we definitely noticed that, Lewis. We yeah. were, I was going to bring it up, but I didn't know. No, it's, yeah, so it's all <laughs> a process for me, knowing that all the little bits going into it are right to make yeah. sure that your final result is right. So to be fair to Dan Connor, the goalkeeping coach, he does a lot of work on that with me. And he just, just more than anything, just tells me to believe myself and just be more confident. Yeah. Well, anytime you're lacking it, just go back. You know, watch Brentford. You know, watch Bristol City. Like, look yeah. what you did there. Like, that's you. That's you. Watch last season. You know, the games you played in were you were phenomenal. But yeah, I have to imagine confidence is such a big part of of, of you know the goalkeeper game. Yeah. Uh, which it, I mean, it's a, it's a part of every player's game. But I feel like especially the goalkeeper because man, you make a mistake, you cost. You know, you 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 have so much. You know on your shoulders as a goalkeeper uh you make a mistake goals in the back of the net we lose you know a midfielder makes a mistake whatever turns over the ball nobody nobody knows nobody cares whatever you know we let it go um so yeah it's it's such a tough tough mentally tough position to be in but you know i think i think it's a good thing long term because you know you've already talked about how old are you 24 25 23 23 not even 24 25 23 I mean, you've already talked about some of the mental, you know, you know, the mental toughness that you've developed from this role. That's going to benefit you long after football, you know. Definitely. And so I think that's a big, that's a big, you know, advantage of being a goalkeeper is you're putting yourself through this fire, through this criticism. Um, yeah. It's awesome. That's awesome. It's, all, it's also about having good people away from football as well. So my parents are a big factor. Um, my fiance another big factor. And um, I have a mentor called um, Richard Lee, who's an ex-goalkeeper, who actually played for Brentford. Um, oh wow! He's got um, he's got um, uh, a master's in neuropsychology, I believe. And one up, he, he's someone who's really good for me as he understands the position of goalkeeping. And he also understands the psychological side. So for me, he is really important in, in my development. Is it, wait, does he, is he run a uh, podcast about goalkeeping? He does the Goalkeeping Unions podcast, yeah. Very cool. Let's go. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, yeah, all right, here, here's a question I'm going to steal from his podcast. To you, what's the, what's the biggest compliment you could receive as a goalkeeper, Lewis? Um, the biggest compliment? I'd say being reliable. As long as you're, if you're a goalkeeper who's consistent and reliable and does the job week in, week out, you may not be the star performer, but you know you're not gonna cost your team or make mistakes. So yeah, being a reliable, being a reliable, someone's telling me I'm a reliable goalkeeper would be massive. Oh, I love it. I lo- All right, Lewis, you're a reliable goalkeeper. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you don't want to take that. For, you know, you don't take that for me. We don't. Shaman and I have no idea what we're talking about. Uh, so that's not really, <laughs> yeah, d- d- just get rid of that thought. All right, anyway, what do you think is, is like the biggest misconception, you know, people have about, about your role, about the goalkeeper position? Um, that every shot sh- is saveable, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I view it down a lot. Um, any, any shot from outside the box should save that, or a near post shot uh, that can't go in. There's so many factors that goes behind it that I don't think you read it until you're actually in that position. You're talking about bodies in front of the ball, deviation of the ball, deflections, 
um, shot power. There's so many factors that go into one strike that has such an effect on whether it goes in or whether you save it. I think that's sort of not really seen seen too much if you from the stands. Even like um, I'd say a six goal against Crawley. From the angle I was at, I thought the goalkeeper misjudged it. But then looking back at the TV, it taken a massive deflection. So it's all about perception. Oh, 100%. That's, I, I love that you say that because, yeah, so, I mean, every every pundit who's ever lived who covered football has yeah. said, you can't get beat at the near post. You can't get beat at the near post. And I always feel like, why not? I feel like I feel like you could. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's uh, I, I guess I get it that it's a tough angle, but, you know, your body is only so big. The goal's a lot bigger and, and you got to, you know, react I, like I, that. I the media play a massive presence in how a goalkeeper's perceived. So I was remember watching the games the weekend and De Gea, he came out and punched one and um, the commentators went. Yeah, not not great from De Gea there. He looked a bit shaky. I'm thinking, it's a really good punch. He's got away from danger. He's got good distance. And then Mendy in the game afterwards did exactly the same. What good goalkeeping that was. Great goalkeeping, great punch from Mendy. <laughs> so, uh, uh. so yeah, the media play a massive, massive part in how people see goalkeepers. That's so interesting. And that's a good point. Like everyone is a judge of the goalkeeper and yet so few have actually, you know, put on the gloves. You're that's right. a great point oh i never thought about that yeah every oh, all the time you know oh he should have done better there he should you know can't get beat there da, da, da. you hear that every single commentator and not just comment, like the fans too we all have an opinion of on course. the goalkeeper sorry yeah, what were you gonna say no i was saying of course that's part and parcel of the position everyone's gonna have an opinion and as long as if, if i made a mistake i know i've made a mistake Mm-hmm. I, I don't need someone else to tell me, look, you've messed up there. I know myself yeah. at that moment in time that I should have done better. But you got to take them on the chin and that's any footballer. Any footballer is going to get criticism. They're going to get praise. It's part and parcel of the game. Yeah. Oh. Have you ever been uh, on the like other, other side of think, thinking about last uh, Saturday to Crawley? Have you ever been on, on that side of it where... You know, it's a six goal, like six goals get scored against you. Like, have you ever been in that position? Yeah, but it happened last year away at Lincoln in the FA Cup. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's the FA Cup. Lincoln, yeah. they were a League One. They were, and they were uh, the top of League One, I think, at the time too, in the number yeah, one goal scorers. Okay, yeah. I guess, I guess, I guess it counts. I feel like it would hurt more in a league game, but maybe not. I don't know. What's that? What's that uh, feeling like when you get? Anytime it happens, it's hard to take. Obviously, yeah, into the ego and the confidence. But sometimes you just can't do anything about the goals. It's yeah. just one of the games like you you see in the Premier League, then teams are meant to be so close in comparison. You've got Man City turning over Norwich 5 0. It's there's such good quality and sometimes as a keeper you just you can't really do anything. As long as you do you know you've done what you can and try to try to try your best and that's all you can really ask for. Oh yeah, and I think I mean trying to think back to those goals that we scored on Crawley, like a you know, the two of them were deflections. Yeah. Can't do anything about that. The first Nicky Cadden goal was insane. That other deflection at the end was insane. Uh, one was like that JAMA header, which I don't yeah. think you could do anything about. No, right? The, had the smashed one from four yards. So. Yeah, exactly. JAMA to, to Cadden, like, yeah. it's what, four of the five goals, maybe? Of this four or five of the six. Can't do anything about those. And actually, we should have scored two more, too. Yeah. Uh, with uh with the bailey cargill and uh jake young had wide open goal if 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 they had gotten it down a little bit like goalkeeper could do nothing about that either could be eight goals against him that's gotta be tough but i think it's like you say it's so important to have that perspective like look i did everything i could do this is not you know nothing sometimes you just get beat you're not you're not a and uh, and dude sometimes you're so reliable uh for the people in front of you if they if they don't defend properly or stop shots and (laughs) <laughs> the more shots are going to come on your goal, the more chances the goals are going to be scored. So yeah, oh, that's fascinating, man. This has been awesome. Like I, for, as a, you know, I, I hope some uh, some big pundits listen to this because this has been a, like very you know perspective changing for me when, when thinking about the goalkeeper position. Uh, anyway, we're we're gonna start to clo- wrap up here, Lewis. Uh, one more one more serious question, and then we're gonna do a little teammate talk. Um, so, Lewis, what are some like maybe life? life mantras or quotes that kind of encapsulate you know how you look at the world or, or maybe put it another way like what's your philosophy on life right now um it's just to enjoy every moment um especially in football sometimes you get can get too worked up 
but it's such a short career, as I mentioned before, that it can be over in an instance. And I remember people saying last night, you're so lucky, enjoy it. It's like, you know what, actually, yeah, you're right. And I think that's the biggest thing for me, is if I started to enjoy football more, you would want to play better. So, yeah, it's just enjoying life and taking every day, day by day. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful, man. And yeah, you, you said it too, right after uh, right after the Bristol City save, you know, you got to take it all in because you really yeah. do like this. Yeah. It's going to be gone before you know it. And also just remember, you know, what a luck, like how many people get to walk out on that field last night, you know, at Brentford Community Stadium and just see all these fans. Like, it's just such a cool, got to be a cool experience. So I love that you have that perspective. Like, this is, this is. You know, this will be gone. <laughs> this is yeah, just exactly. like everything in life. It's it's yeah. uh, it's over in a flash. So ex exactly. Yeah. So enjoy every moment and strive to be better. That's probably what I live by. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. That oh, love it, love it, Lewis. All right, Lewis, let's get in to some teammate talk here. And still no Sham. <laughs> I don't know where Sham is. Sham, where are you, man? He's, he lives only a few blocks away from me. I should yell at my window. Um, wake him up. Anyway, what's that? You won't be able to hear him with all the noise outside. That, no, that's yeah. There's no way he'd be able to hear me, even if he lived across the street. Impossible with all the New York City noise. Anyway, uh, all right, here we go. Teammate talk. So you did this last time. We're gonna just give you a description. You tell us which teammate fits uh, the most. A little chance for us to get to know some of the teammates a little bit better. Everyone's to know your personality a little better. Uh, this is a wedding edition. Since you're getting married, Lewis Thomas. Again, Sham and I still haven't received the invite. We're 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 waiting for that. Uh, here we go. Wedding edition. Teammate talk. Here we go, Lewis. Who is most likely on the team to take off their tie and put it around their head first? Uh, Dan Sweeney. <laughs> all right, no explanation needed. I, I think oh, I see that one too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, who's who's most likely to dance with like grandma or maybe like a small child solely to impress women? Um, I'd probably say. What did I say for that? Taylor Allen. <laughs> oh, interesting. Why? <laughs> Taylor's gonna be quite a bit of a ladies' man, so I'll give that to him. I love it. I love it. All right. Most likely to go to the DJ and request like an obscure song that like nobody likes. <laughs> um, I'd say Dokes. He's in charge of the music in the change room. So I'll go for Dokes on that one. Let's go Dokes. Uh, all right. Most likely to show up at brunch the day after still wearing their tux from last night. Oh, um, there's probably a few contenders for that one. Um, what I go for? <laughs> a few contenders. I'd probably say I'd say Youngy. Oh, oh let's youngie. go. I'd go Youngy. <laughs> youngy. Youngy seems like he can go on, go on for a while. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I can see that. I can see that. Wait, I want to pause here for a second from the from the teammate talk. Really quick about Dokes. Have you uh, have you talked to him at all? How's he doing? Yeah, um, he, he's he's doing well. Um, I believe. When he was meant to have a surgery, it got cancelled that day. So I haven't spoke to him at the minute, so I'm not sure if he's had it yet. But he was in high spirits and he um, sent the boys a voice note for the game yesterday. So yeah, he's doing well. As you, I think you've seen on Twitter, his um, yeah. appreciation and all the fans and that. So yeah, it was a bad injury, but he'll come out of it stronger, no doubt. Oh, for sure. Another guy like you, just young, but like wise beyond his years, mature beyond his years. Ugh incredible future you both have ahead of you so who who does the music now that dopes is out uh taylor adam was on it yesterday um this <laughs> is a bit different this is a bit more dance music all right <laughs> and, uh, dopes is a bit more r&b so but both selections uh, i enjoy to be fair <laughs> i love it i love it uh, all right back back to the wedding here back to the wedding first one to untuck their shirt untuck their shirt um I'd say I say Dom because he likes to be different in his um, in his style. So uh, Dom. That's a good shout. Oh man, I I can already picture Dom's like tired to the Dom, wedding. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love that. That's a good shout. Maybe the flip of that. Who's the last one to untuck their shirt? That would probably be me. <laughs> <laughs> my style. Yeah. I, I can see that. I can see that as well. 
<laughs> All right, here we go. Who's most likely to miss the ceremony but show up for the reception? Miss the ceremony. Oh, I'd say Ebu. Ebu's been late for training a couple of times, so he tends to be late for things. So I'll give it to him. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, kind of on that note, who's most likely to be late? And it's actually their fault, but they blame it on their date. Oh, definitely Ebu. <laughs> uh, always an excuse for being late. I love it. I love it. Uh, all right, here we go. Most likely to drink too much and get judged by your family. Oh, um, who's the who would drink? Um, I'd go for Jody. Jody likes a little drink. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, here we go. Last one. American podcasters most likely to get invited to the wedding. Ah, definitely Shaman Nith. Let's go! Let's go! There was not a gun to your head or anything when you said that. Let's go! (laughs) Oh, man. Ah, Lewis. Always, always a pleasure to talk to you, man. You're such a refreshing, like, uh, such a refreshing guy, man. Like, your positive attitude, you know, your outlook on life, uh, your forward-thinking perspective. It's it's brilliant. Uh, Man, keep grinding. Keep that positive attitude. You know, your day's going to come. Keep that confidence, too. You kill it every time you're out there. The fans see it. I see it. We all see it. We all love it. You probably didn't listen to our, our two pundits last night, Ash and, and Billy, but oh my God, they were just like fun for you and those saves. Oh, so you got you got what it takes, man. Just keep going. Keep going and, and you'll, your day will come. Man, always awesome talking to you, man. So insightful. Really appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for coming back, Lewis. No, thank you. Thank you for having me once again. It's always good fun and um, I enjoy doing these. Lewis Thomas, what a human being, man. So yeah, many life lessons guy. in there. Love that guy. Love that guy. Just battling adversity. Uh, you know, he talked about his struggles with confidence. Just awesome. You know, so so great of him to open up about that vulnerability. Talked about, oh, just learned so much about goalkeeping too, I didn't know. And even learned a little something about wedding music. Speaking of Shimmy, <laughs> I still I still haven't got my wedding invite from Lewis. Have you, uh, did you get it? Uh, no, I must have gotten lost in the Welsh post. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think we'll be uninvited. Uh, not that we ever were invited, <laughs> yeah. but after your, uh, after to- uh, Lewis Shamus. <laughs> Shamus, yeah. Well, you know, if, if we don't receive an invitation, we'll have to send Lewis some mail that just says, John, what are you doing? <laughs> we're just going to keep sending that letter to him unless, until we get John, invited. what are you doing? John, That's what the, are you Was doing? that Northern Wales or Southern Wales? Uh, I think that, that was uh, somebody drowning off, <laughs> off the coast of Swansea. <laughs> John, what are you doing? Why is there a cinder block on my, on my feet? All right. All right, Shimmy, let's close out there. Uh, well, so this Saturday, massive match against Port Vale. I feel like it's going to be our, our best test yet. Uh, yeah. You know, we've... We've cr- it's still early. It's hard to tell exactly who's good, who isn't good. But you know, based on early results, the teams that we've beaten so far are not like you know not likely to be up there at the end of the year. But Port Vale is a team. They've had some disappointing results, but they're a yeah, team they're 17th now currently. Right? Yeah, they, I think so. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I trust so, yeah, you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. We'll say they're 17th. Um, anyway, they, but they're a team I expect to, that, that that will bounce back. That a lot of you know expectations for them to finish. Pretty good, I think. A lot of like most pundits like put them in the top ten, um, so I, I expect this to be our best test yet. Uh, also, I want to shout out at FGR Alfie who had the brilliant idea uh, to do to have like a minute applause for Lee Collins on Saturday to honor the late captain, the late great Lee Collins, who of course played for both sides for for Port Vale and for Forest Green. Uh, an outstanding idea and, and just the potential for a beautiful moment. Absolutely. Between both um, so, clubs too, and I think it's not just one yeah. occasion because he uh, uh, roar number five for Forest Green and number fifteen for Port Vale. So it would just be awesome to yeah. see both clubs supporters come together for that. So let's hope it happens. Yeah. I think it's it's been amplified, so I think it's got a good chance. Yeah, I, I hope so. It's a, such a great idea. Um, so I hope it happens. Uh, and Shimmy on to Port Vale. Let's talk about Port Vale. So what do you think, Shimmy? Do we stay? with our winning ways. Give me a prediction. I think we do, Nathan. And one thing I love about the season that I think was a, a bit of our Achilles heel last season was that we would play down to our competition. 
you know, we would play teams, even though it's very, very early in the season and we can't lock, you know, Port Vale as a club that deserves to be 17th, they will go up the, the table, I think. But we're not, I, I just don't think we take any club or any squad for granted, you know? We come out, so yeah. true, like, we've had slow starts, but man, when we hit, when we shift into that gear, we've just been hitting. And again, it's been lower opposition, but I'm just elated to see that we don't seem to play down to opposition. We're, you know, we can either be our own undoing, but more, more often than not, with our undefeated season being top of the table, we've given ourselves the best chance in Excel. Oh, 100%. Totally agree with that. Like like you said, last year we played to the level of our competition. You know, we had some really tight games against some really bad teams. We drew or <laughs> lost to some bad teams. And then the same thing with good teams. You know, we played really well against good teams. And so you're exactly right. But so far we've played what we would expect to be you know, kind of bottom bottom table teams, and we've just <laughs> dominated, and it's been so nice to see. Um, so anyway, Shimmy, give me a give me a score prediction that will probably not be correct. <laughs> so, yeah, see, exactly. So our our streak of not having shoutouts, unfortunately, is also going to continue. I think. So I'm gonna call this one uh, three. Flip it. We'll flip the uh, the Brentford match. It's gonna be three one to the Green Army to uh, to the oh, Forest Green. Rivers. I love. I love it, Shimmy. Shimmy, I'm going three goals for us, too, but I'm going two for Port Vale. I think it's going to be back and forth, baby. We're going 1-1 at halftime. You know what? I'm going Port Vale takes the lead 2-1, and then we have a Ooh. heroic comeback like we always do. We win this 3-2 on a Don Bernard hat trick. Take it to the bank. I mean, I know I've said every week bet on Don Bernard to score a hat trick, and he's never scored a goal in his FGR career, but this is the weekend, Shimmy. It's happening this Saturday. Take it to the bank. Don Bernard hat trick. Gamble responsibly, but gamble all your money on Don Bernard Patrick responsibly. Jimmy, let's close out, brother. Let's do it, Nathan. If we're in a good mood, what a what a midweek game, even with the loss. Let's keep going. What what a squad. Let's what a it. team. What a club. But you know, I gotta echo. You haven't watched it, but I, I gotta echo Cam and Thomas and all the FGR supporters Kill that were at the Brentford Community Stadium. You know, not bad for a village club. Not bad for a village club. They were singing at the end, full-throated, and I have to agree. Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, not bad for a village squad. So let's go up the village vegan forest green <laughs> rovers, baby. Up the vegan rovers. We are FGR. And you know we got a brave thank you for That's listening me. everybody we will see you soon up the four screen rovers let's be port mail let's go baby let's go oh.